Welcome to the Warm Down, episode 15. My name's Dave. I'm with Rem today. We're going to highlight and discuss uh, game week three. Uh, we've identified three games that we're going to talk about. Uh, Liverpool versus Chelsea, Tottenham versus, versus Watford, and Wolves versus Man United. After discussing those games, I'll give you a run of the remaining games that happen in uh, game week three. And then I'll give you an insight into the table, how it looks going into the international break. First game to look at is Liverpool versus Chelsea. Ren, what was your what's your looking at the game? How it all panned out? Um, Liverpool drawing one-one with Chelsea. Um, it was a good, lively game. A lot of action that happened in that game. Um, what what was your thoughts about how the game transpired? Um, it's the first big game for Anfield. Obviously, last week was the first game back at Anfield in front of fans, but the second game back was was a big one for the fans. Um, Chelsea coming to town and the European champions. And you could tell that the, the, the crowd had an impact as it does with Liverpool at the beginning of the game. Um, the first 10 minutes, it was a typical kind of Liverpool. They were, they were full of energy, full of um, energy, yeah. Yeah, because I remember you saying about the uh, the atmosphere. Because obviously we haven't had fans um, at the stadium, and now obviously now you know there's restrictions have been lifted. Uh, Liverpool kind of it's like their twelfth man. We're having the the fans back. Do you think that kind of impacted the game? Impacted the beginning, the first the first ten minutes. But Chelsea are very strong. I mean, they're my favourites, and a lot of people I've spoke to. they're their favourites to win the league. Um, and the, the they started to turn it and started to silence the crowd a bit because Chelsea started getting into the game after the first five, ten minutes. Um, Lukaku started winning little individual battles and then Habert scored from a, from a corner. Um, don't think he meant it. It looked brilliant there, though, um, but I don't think he meant yeah, it. Yes, superb. Uh, crossed to the near post and flicked it on. Looked like he just wanted to flick it on to, to another teammate. Um, but it ended up looping over Alisson perfectly, perfectly. Mm. Um, that was 1-0 Chelsea and and deserved at that point, 22 minutes in. Do you know what I mean? Um, and from there, they, they had chances to, to go to in front. They'll be disappointed they didn't. Um, I think Mason Mount had the opportunity um, and some of the decisions and way to pass um, let them down at the end. They had a couple of breaks where it was Mount, Haberts and Lukaku and just didn't pick the right pass and stuff. Um, and then the game turned. The game turned before halftime. Um, there was a lot of added time and then got even extra because there was a situation in Chelsea, um, Chelsea, Liverpool got a corner to get hit the bar from Match. It was a weird situation. It went looped up in the air. He had two goals at it. Um, and then I think it was Mane stabbed it towards the goal. It was going to go in. Hits Reece James's fire and then hits his arm. And the ref um, went to review it and then, and then gave a penalty. Um, stupid dog, man. Um, and then gave a penalty um, and sent Reece James off. Um, while we're there, do you believe it was a record? I can understand looking at the why the referee would give it a 
a red card. But when they went to the initial decision for the VAR, you know, I think it's a bit harsh. I know obviously the new rules have come in now about the handball, but I think it was, un- I think it was unlucky on Reese James's part. But I-, I understood why they give it. But, you know, like I said, that I feel was the turning point of the game. Kind of swung in their fa- uh, into Liverpool's favour. Mm. And I think... But I, but I want you know I was impressed with the way um, during the second half especially the way uh, Tuchel got their men and and the defense you know kind of organized resolute making it difficult for for Liverpool to kind of um, to score I mean I know they created a, a lot of chances but I was I was impressed with um, the way they handled it I mean how did you feel they ha- they handled it in the second half obviously I know there was a swing swing there uh, in uh, uh, Liverpool's favor um yeah. First, to finish the red card, I think it was a penalty. I mean, it's one of them tough ones that hits his leg first and hits his arm, but he kind of had an action where he kind of threw his hand towards the ball, kind of. Um, the penalty was a right decision. Should he have been sent off after the fact that I think it hit his five first? And then yeah. also we have to talk about the referee because he went up to that VAR screen, yeah, and it was just a picture. And literally, yeah. he went up, yeah, and he made his decision in like 10 seconds. I was like, what the fuck's going on? This guy didn't even watch the replay or nothing. So, yeah. I, I, mine was already made up. Well, when they send you to the screen, it seems like we know what the outcome is going to be. Like, I think there's been one decision where he's reversed it and he got it completely wrong. That was against us. Yeah. That was last season against Brian. Um, so, yeah, on, on that first, yeah, that, that was, I think it was a bit harsh to send him off. Change the game. Look, if it's a red card, it's a red card. But, you know, the whole double jeopardy thing has come in again. Um, and it, I kind of agree. Like, if he meant it, then, yeah, that's different. Send him off, you know what I mean? But I don't know if he really meant it like that. Um, but, yeah, we, we know what we expected for second half. We expected Chelsea to camp in and, and Liverpool to have to try and break them down. Did they have any clear chances? Not really. They had a lot of shots where the keeper had to make saves. Mendy, um... And he and he done his job and, and Chelsea, I think they brought on Thiago by that stage, Thiago Silva. And they were just so organized, man. And this is why they are capable of being champions easily. Yeah, 100%. They 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 have that. And then on the break, Lukaku can hold up the ball. Um, and they have one great counter-attack that I remember ended Lukaku volleying, but it was blocked by Matic. And they could have stole it with that chance, yeah. you know what I mean? On another day. So I think. All in all, I think Liverpool Liverpool should have won, but I think Chelsea deserved deserved to get their point. Definitely. I mean, how, how much do you think Lukaku has improved? Obviously, I know the game was kind of um, touted, you know, uh, you know, Lukaku versus Van Dijk. How do you feel like his presence in this game? Um, how do you think he, he, he fared against uh, Liverpool? Obviously, a big team. We know, like, historically, he kind of goes missing in certain big games. How do you think he kind of played in this one? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he did as well as he could. Um, he caused them enough issues. He held up the ball well. As I said, the only, the only disappointing thing I think to his game where he's got to work on is, is, is that 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 final ball. Yeah. Whether it's decision or accuracy with his pass, he, he that that's the area of his game just, just didn't look good enough. Um, but as I said, man, he 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 competed. He won he won a fair share of his battles. So 
he did a well enough job. And then once they had 10 men, you know what I mean? It's about whether you can create that opportunity. And he was involved in creating the opportunity that they had, but they could have stole it. But as I said, it was, it was blocked. Um, so yeah, I, I thought he did fairly well against the Liverpool centre-backs. Um, as I said, yeah, it was just that final pass. And I think if he gets them right and he gets he gets an assist to his name and Chelsea win that game, then it's the perfect night for him, you know what I mean? Without scoring. Do you think with Liverpool see this game, obviously how the second second half panned out, they kind of like missed an opportunity, two points dropped, um, considering they couldn't get that second goal to win the game? Yeah, as I said, I think Liverpool will feel... Well, not they, they, they. Liverpool should have won. They should have won. You've got the opportunity. You're at home. They're down to ten men. You should have won. But as I said, Chelsea deserved their point. Clearly, I've, I think they've done well enough. I think, as I said, while it was eleven against eleven, I think Chelsea were the better team, and I think they showed everyone how good they are. Um, because they beat Liverpool last year under Tuchel with with no fans. This time. The, the, the Anfield crowd was there. And, and as I said, after about 10, 15 minutes, they, they kind of silenced them. Um, so, yeah, that same question back to you. Is it is it an opportunity missed? I mean, it's very early in the season, but Liverpool, would they feel disappointed to not come away with the win? Yeah, 100%, man, because I think Liverpool, they're at home with the fans. You know the way the second you know the second half was an opportunity to kind of win the game, but even the chances they did create, they didn't really. Chelsea looked fairly comfortable, mm. uh, and that's the worrying part because obviously Chelsea now that you know under Tuchel, he's, it seems to me he's done the work behind the scenes. Everyone's on board, everyone's working together, and, and they look scary at the moment, man. I don't think they've even hit the first first couple of gears, man, and and it seems everyone knows their position and. They were down to 10 men and they camped in and Liverpool had no answers. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, like I said, we had a discussion before. I, You know, we've got to make Chelsea favourites, man. Uh, mm. They look good, man. They look very good, well-organised, well-drilled. To go to Anfield, difficult place, hostile atmosphere. Yeah, it was a, it was a great draw. Yeah, yeah, great draw. And I, I want to, like, highlight a couple of players. I think Havertz is getting better. Yeah. Um week by week he's getting better and, and starting to show um, why he was valued at that price um, Kovacic who improved on Frank Lampard so Frank Lampard needs to get credit for that but he's just so calm man I think he's brilliant I think he's brilliant and he's unlucky he doesn't start every game because obviously Kante's there but Kante had to come off um, at half time which might be an issue for Chelsea going forward but um, yeah Kovacic is, is brilliant Um and then, as I said, in defence, they got so much the improvement of Rudiger. Not yeah, like he was shit anyway, but... He stepped Frank, up. He, he definitely raised his level, definitely. As I said, I always thought he was good, but he definitely raised his level. Um, and Frank, towards the end, it looked like Rudiger was going to leave. I know he was linked with us at one point. So, yeah, um, shout-out to Rudiger. Christensen, I've always been a big fan. Oh, um, fantastic. And as I said, they've got a lot of choices at centre-back and, and, and they're all good. Um, and he, not even just that. At left-back, left-wing-back, that's what they play, left-wing-backs. Yeah. Um, with with Chilwell and Alonso. Look, Alonso's back in now. We know Alonso, that's what he wants to do. He wants to play wing-back. That's his role and he does it very well. 
and he was a threat. So, yeah, man, I'm again impressed with Chelsea. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So moving on now um, to the second game, we're gonna kind of discuss. I know Rem, you got a bit of an event interest in this game. Uh, Tottenham versus Watford. Tottenham getting the win, one uh, nil. Uh, again, hundred um, percent there for 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 Spurs. Uh, looking at the game, obviously Kane's first start. Uh, Rem, obviously, I know you went to the game. I mean, what 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 was your thoughts on the the game and how everything panned out? Um, well, Watford are decent, man. That, yeah. That's 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 what I thought. I thought after, I mean, I, I said it to you before the game that I know it sounds weird, but this is this is our toughest game because we're expected to win. I expect them to to sit there and ask. Ask us questions. Ask us, look, can you break us down? Um, and that can always be the problem because especially with Nuno, he's a counter-attacking kind of manager. So, yeah, the questions were asked of us. And as I said, they started really well. I think in 45 seconds, they had to block a shot that was going on target, I think. Um, I need to get the name right because I've got well, a shot. I remember we, yeah, we had that discussion in it, um, the, the Watford midfielder. Um, yeah, um, Kuchka. Yeah, Kuchka. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I thought he was very good. Him and Dennis linked up well down the left. And then on the other side, they got Saw. Sosoko made his debut, strange enough. Um, mm. And they started Josh King up front instead of um, Seema, where Dennis has been playing up front and Seema's been playing on the left. But Dennis got one-on-one with um, Tanganga, drew Tanganga in a lot of times, where Tanganga likes to get tight, likes to get his hands on you. And he was just playing it around the corner to what's his name? Kuchka. Whatever his name Kuchka, I'm yeah. saying it wrong. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? They were doing quick one-twos around Tanganga. There was a there was a very early threat from them. And also they were very hard to break down. Like they 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 get men back, they're very organized. They they sit in that four-one-four-one when they don't have the ball and, and and they make it difficult and they're so narrow, man. Um What's your Nigerian brother called? Oh, there's plenty of Nigerians. You name what you want and I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, yeah. there's a Nigerian den- uh, dynasty at Watford right now. I'm, tell- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. i tell you, Watford, <laughs> looking at that team, look very physical. I mean, Peter Tabo, for me, obviously, I know he's on loan from Stoke. He, 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 impressive, impressive player, man. I'm listening, no yeah. bias, obviously, but... He, listen, he was in he, the Prem before, isn't it? Yeah, he was in the Prem before. Yeah, yeah. He went down with... Um, but he was a good, solid player, man. Yeah, yeah, no, good player. Um, yeah, as I said, um, they were very narrow, narrow in the middle with the T-bar. And he was getting a lot of space. It was starting to piss me off, man. I kept saying, well, how this guy? They look like they got more players than us, like at one mm. point. But as I said, we worked our way into the game. Um, we started to create opportunities. As I said, it was very difficult. Bergwijn didn't have the best days, man. I mean, I was surprised where Lucas was, was dropped to the bench. Um, but yeah, in the end, our our, our savior is that man. You know, Hoon Min Son. You know what I mean? Sonny um, had a free kick out on the left. One of them ones where it's like a cross shot, whipped it into a brilliant area. No one touches it. The keeper doesn't know what to do. Once it takes the bounce, kind of fucks the goalkeeper up. Um, yeah, and it went straight in. And to be honest, I was sitting there and I said to the guy next to me, I said, we needed that, man. 
we needed that set piece kind of goal because now it kind of puts a little seed in their mind where, look, we have to score now. So we have to come out a little more. And, and, and from there, we got better. And we, we dominated the game. And, and then from there, should have, as I said, um, sorry, Regulon up against Saar, done much better against Saar in the second half. Mm. Saar was looking a threat first half. Um, and yeah, a lot of their threats started to die down. Dennis didn't really get on the ball much. And second half, it was, we were in full control. Um, Deli Ali should have made it two. And then Harry inches away of making it free so which would have been a comfortable victory but in the end that's three 1-0 wins I know what people are going to say but I think if you look at them games we could have scored more you know what I mean yeah I mean Nuno's doing you know Nuno's coming is a difficult time for him to come in I know he wasn't the first choice but out of the, the last three like the last three games have gone by how do you think he's managed this squad and um, you know the starting eleven. Um, he's he started the same team. Like it, it, Romero, obviously has come in, but he has to he's had to warm him in. Um, so he's gone with Sanchez and Dyer, who've who've been brilliant, especially Sanchez. He's been excellent. And I I I had said before I Sanchez is the one where I believe if another coach came in, he he can get back to a decent level. I really do. I, I think Dyer has been at us maybe a little too long. Um, but mm. fair dues to Eric. He, he's done well. Um, and yeah, him and Sanchez have done well. Look, three clean sheets. But we can't complain. You know what I mean? Um, but then other than that, he's not had to make any changes. Um, Demerge is a skip in yeah. their midfield. He works really hard. Loves a tackle. Decent on the ball. He's starting Deli Alley, playing that sort of box-to-box kind of role. He's getting them working hard, which is good. And Hoiberg is Hoiberg. Very reliable. Um, he had a brilliant. Yeah, I thought he thought he was my man match on the weekend. To be honest. Um, yeah, and then up front it, at the time with no Harry Kane, it was kind of picking itself with Son, Bergwijn, and, and Lucas, who had started most of our preseason games as well. So Nuno put the trust in them. Um, and I think Lucas is brilliant and been brilliant, and he came on and looked brilliant again um, when he came on. So. Yeah, I think the team has kind of picked itself um, at the moment. But yeah, as I said, Harry now coming back in. It's, it's yeah, I, I mean, there's been this long, this long-term kind of debate about Song, about whether or not he's he's in that world-class bracket. Um, do you think he belongs in that bracket? I personally think he does. And there's a lot of people that don't feel like he is. But, you know, year after year, he's performing consistently at a world-class level. I mean, what what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I, I've said it. I mean, look, the world class gets used a lot, and there's a lot of people I don't agree with. And but I think you have to look at the position. And I think, um, I know I've, I've said it, and I say it nearly every episode about Lukaku. I don't class him as world class yet. I, I think if you compare him to the other ones around him in his position, I, I think there's a, a, a difference in them. But I think Sun, there isn't much difference between Sun and Amane. You know what I mean? I think the difference yeah. is that Sun plays with Tottenham. Um, listen, he gets compared to Kane a lot. And a lot of people that I know are more fans of Sun than they are Kane. Now, whether that's because Kane is Kane, I don't know. But yeah, a lot of people believe that Sun's a better footballer. I, I, I told them I don't believe he is. 
Listen, I, I've watched Harry live and he's, he's magnificent. Some of the performances I've seen him put in are magnificent. But Son, as I said, every year raises his game. He's a perfect player. He works hard. Um, he gets goals, gets assists. Um, yeah, and, and as I say, man, he, he's a manager's dream. So for me, he's world-class. I think he's done it at... at Every time he's called upon, he kind of steps up and he does it. And when we ain't had Kane, he's done it. We got to a Champions League final and Son led the line against Man City. And, and yeah, man. So for me, it's a, it's a simple it's a simple one. Um, yeah, 100%. I do want to have the opportunity, sorry, to, to talk about Watford a bit more. Yeah. Because when we go through these matches, I don't want it just to be the same teams. But I want to have the microscope on on. On, on the lesser kind of side. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to concentrate on what yeah. certain things that I noticed with what, but as I said, I, I explained like the, the way they, their shape and, and stuff, they're very organised. They're going to be hard to beat. They're going to be hard to break down for a lot of teams. Um, especially on what I saw anyway. And as I said, one-on-one, Dennis saw they were a nightmare. It's just the question is how much goals can they score? You know what I mean? Are they going to have I think that they're organised. I think they're organised and, uh, and I think they've got goals in there. I mean, Ishmael yeah, Saad... They do, but just that one goal scorer. You know what I mean? We always yeah. say about promoted teams, you've got to have that one guy who can grab you 15 goals and I just don't think they have that. Do you know what I mean? So they're going to have to rely on being organised every week and there are going to be weeks that it just doesn't go your way. Goals change, games to concede something early or... You know what I mean? So, but... Cisco's doing a good job. He's got them organised. He knows what he wants to do. Um, and they use their areas of power. That they, they go straight to them. Straight to Sarr. Straight to Dennis. You know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been impressed with Watford um, the last three games. I mean, they're impressive on the opening day. You know what Sarr can do. But, you know, I think Dennis... Struggled against Brighton. Struggled against Brighton. Yeah, I think yeah, it was a bit too much with Brighton. But... I was impressed with the way they played, um, especially against Villa. Um, they really were kind of compact, but they were very adventurous. Saw, so, you know what you can do. Um, score, you know that, that scoring ability, and I know that Dennis can Dennis can get in there scoring goals. And, and like I said, I go with having Sissoko in there as well. That that still that protection as well in the midfield. Listen, I know they didn't go their, their way against Spurs, but they were very competitive. I think there's games go on. Have I think their home record is going to be important. If they can kind of build like a fortress, you know, make it difficult to to concede and lose at, at Vicarage Road, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. You, uh, with with Sissoko, when, mm. when you said that, like, it is interesting because they play very deep and and at times. And and Sissoko is a traveller. You know what I mean? He, he, he gets you from A to B because he, he goes on absurd and runs. His end product is shocking, but he could take you from A to B and then just give a simple pass to Assar, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to cause people, I believe, a lot of problems from what I saw in him. Do you think Mr. Soko, him going to Watford, was a... Were you surprised that he chose Watford to go to, considering maybe other clubs um, or maybe go abroad? Or I don't know how much options he had, to be honest. I, I, I know that I think Qatar wanted him. He had no interest in going to Qatar, so... I think, look, he stayed around London. Um, so I think it's I think it's a decent move for him. Um, 
Yeah, he'll he'll play. He'll get game time. And yeah, uh, from the way that they played the other day, I think I think he'll suit them. And you think they'll stay up? Watford. Ooh, I don't know, man. As I said, the concern is is the goals. Is the goals? I mean, they started Joshua King, and he he's he was sitting on the shoulder and trying to run in behind Sanchez and Dyer and you know. Josh King, we saw at Bournemouth play a different, complete different style to yeah. what this Watford team plays. So, will he get the chances? The chance he's going to get on the break, and and we'll see, we'll see. I I don't know. I I, I would say that there. I don't know if there's three teams worse than them. I'm not sure. Yeah. On a whole, but we'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, as I said, I, I was impressed with things. And I do think that it will cause a few teams problems. Yeah, definitely. I think they're you know they're, they're ones who could potentially stay up uh, this season. Um, yeah. It's going to be competitive, so it will be nice to see how Watford uh, fare for the rest of the season. Um, moving on to our third third game, we're going to look to in more detail is uh, was at Molyneux. Uh, it's Wolves versus Manchester United. Very tight affair at Molyneux. Uh, Man United nicking it. Uh, with Greenwood again on the score sheet in the 80th minute. Rem, like for me as a Man United fan, I was lucky to escape Molyneux uh, with a victory. Considering how Adama Traore kind of kind of destroyed us in the in the first half. But yeah, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you um, give your thoughts on the match first, and then I'll react off of you. Um, but yeah, obviously I know what I saw, but I didn't watch the whole game obviously because I was coming back from the Spurs game. So. Yeah, um, just give your thoughts from the first half to the second. Yeah, I mean the first half was um, very interesting. I mean, even just starting off with the lineup, uh, Remy, if you don't mind bringing up the the lineup. Yeah, um, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, Oli changed things um, for the uh, for the game because obviously McTominay's injured, so well, normally you play as well. And Sancho. And Sancho, yeah. So Varane made his debut. And also Sancho, um, he put uh, Pogba back in the in the in the middle with Fred. So Fred was the only CDM. I uh, was a bit skeptical of that, um, looking at the lineup, but it was good to see Varane and Sancho getting their first starts uh, of the season for Man United. Kind of get wait, 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 wait! I'll stop you there. That was a contradiction. You was concerned about not having two CDMs. That's what you've been arguing about having two CDMs. Yeah, but the problem is Fred is not a Fred is not a renowned CDM, and Paul Popper is going to have to babysit him. So having having Paul Popper in that role, you know, he's going to have to babysit Fred, and he's going to be unable to kind of look for look for Bruno or look for the the guys further forward. Okay, go go back go back to what you were saying. Go on, continue what you saying. Yeah, so the, obviously the concern is obviously you know it's good to see obviously Sancho getting a, a run in. Uh, I was a bit again, a bit skeptical of Daniel James mm. uh, being in the lineup. Obviously, I, I wanted my boy Donny in there. I felt it was a, a game for him, but Ollie's going to obviously had his other other things on on his mind, and good to see Greenwood, um, uh, you know, up, up there considering the goals he's been scoring. And obviously, looking at Wolves, uh, their their team, it's very clear to see the players that are going to make an impact: Ruben Neves, Adama Traore, and obviously, it's good to see. Uh, Raul Jimenez obviously playing after his horrific injury, and I was quite interested with the the, the, the new guy Trincao as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he looks decent, man. He looks decent, decent player as well. Yeah, so 
very point. very interesting and uh yeah Martino, you know still rolling back the years at wolves and still giving good performances so and also a very good portuguese feel to their team uh, but kind of to analyze the first half uh with them you know very very clear to see that you know wolves are very very different in the way they play um yeah. before under nuno they were very compact yeah. Uh, very defensive orientated, but under lag, they kind of got a different perspective where they're looking to go forward and hit you on the counter. Mm. And it was very apparent from minute one with Wolves that they were trying to kind of hit us on the counter. And they identified that Fred was the only CDM and he almost got over, it was getting overrun. The times that Adama Traore had the ball, just skimming, skimming through players, going through, hustling through, they had so many chances in, in, in the first half and they could have scored, should have scored. Um, I know they had one golden opportunity with Trincao, who was through. Um, and what a what a recovery save from Juan Bissaka. It was fantastic. It should have been a goal, but he made a oh, recovery save. The block save. on the line. The block on the line, it was, yeah. you know, it, it was, was unlucky. Blocks, it? I think, yeah, I think it was. No, no, it was, was just one block. No, nah, unless you're thinking about this. Um, no, nah, nah, I think it was just the one block. Okay. Because he saved it off the line, he saved he saved it off the line, and then he kind of reversed his body. Blocks Maybe I have to look I have to look back, but the, yeah. the, the, the 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 first block that he made was was the key one there. But they were carving us open, um, yeah. especially in the midfield. There was no balance in there, and they should have been they should have been a couple of goals up to the good. Uh, but you know, like I said, you know, United kind of got into the game a little bit. They had a couple of chances. Uh, I know Bruno had an opportunity that was ruled offside. You know, Pogba, nice ball. The, the only few times in the game where Pogba was able to get his head up and look look for the look for Bruno and others, and but that was ruled off um, offside. But then in the second half, again, Wolves Wolves are pressing. Neves was fantastic, um, but there was a moment of brilliance from from Manchester United, and that's what we were relying on because. That's the, the go-to thing for Man United. It seems that we don't have a, a, a tactic in terms of breaking down teams like Wolves. But Greenwood had a couple of opportunities. And then the one opportunity off the right-hand side that kind of pulled off, he kind of cut in from the from the, the right-hand side and then shot with his right foot. And then I think the ball went underneath the goalkeeper and right yeah. into the roof of the net. They were trying to say it was a cross. That one, no cross. Nah, he meant it, man. He's a lethal finisher, man. He's confident. He's got. He's I, got I think it was going off target, to be honest. I don't know. Like I, I think I that was think the keeper almost kind of forced it on target. That's the way it looked to me. But maybe, maybe I was wrong. Um, yeah, it kind of. I can understand why people think it might be a cross, but it was. A, it was a great just finish. Just before that, there was first. Let's talk the double save. That was yeah. huge. Huge. I was key from I mean, size. size. Size misses the first header. And then you would say the rebound, he should score. Yeah. But it was a magnificent reaction. Well, to be, to, to be honest with you, he should have saved it with his first... It's almost like the, he couldn't get the ball and it kind of slipped out of his hands. And he obviously made that double so save. Close, isn't it? Yeah. But his yeah. reactions, again, just shows why I feel uh, David De Gea should be number one for us in goal. Um, I thought you said it should be Henderson. I don't know. I don't know. You must be talking to the wrong person. I've always, I've always nah, backed my boy. Nah, no way, man. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I've always backed my boy De Gea. Nah, nah. That was your boy, though, bro. Okay. This is my boy De Gea. When nah, you're making nah, saves nah. like that, don't you remember nah. the game against you lot at Wembley? You were saving, you were saving, you're saving <laughs> lives. You're saving lives in that game. Yeah, but remember when you came to to White Hart Lane two seasons ago? 
Yeah, we, we ain't getting to that one yet. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about that. Right, but, um, um, and then after that, right, the build-up to the goal. Was it a foul on Neves from Pogba? It was a foul. He had he made enough contact for it to be a foul, so it shouldn't have been a goal. From it should have been I, a free I kick think to Wolves. He made enough contact, and also if you watch the replay, like he goes over the board. Yeah, he goes he, over he, the board. And I don't I think know, what my man was saying. What's the name? Oh, Vasunes is a hater, man. He hates yeah, Pogba. Exactly. <laughs> it don't matter what Pogba does. It don't matter what he does. He's always going to say something about him, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, um, I had four assists against Leeds, man, and he still couldn't give him any credit. So it wasn't a leg breaker. Ah, oh, he's a um, dinosaur, man. It could have been, but he didn't hit him enough for it to break his leg. But I think he yeah. hit him enough where it should have been a foul. Yeah, so I think um, Wolves will feel aggrieved yeah. about that. But they get, and, listen, and, they get and they should have won the game. No, hundred percent, they should have won the game. They should have won the game comfortably. Yeah, or a animal. But this, this is the problem with Adama Traore, I always find, is that two-thirds of his game was sensational. But the final third, in terms of end product, it goes left to be desired. Well, and, yeah, I think it's a, and I think it's the same for the, the, the Wolves' team this season. I mean, how many opportunities have they created and they've not put away their chances? This yeah. is not a team that are struggling. No, no, 100%. I mean, listen, they should have... Look, against us... They had enough opportunities to score at least one goal, I feel. Um, as I said, they put us under a lot of pressure in the first half. Um, and in the second half, they had their, their clearest chance, and that was a one-on-one with Traore. That should have been a goal. Leicester, I think he had two one-on-ones. He, he should have scored. Um, against you lot, I mean, Trincao had a chance in the second Trincao half. Trincao should have scored. That I can remember where he hashed at it, kind of. Um, and obviously the size situation as well. So, listen, I mean, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. I'm impressed with Lags Wolves. I think, I think, as you said, you can clearly see the differences between Nuno's side and, and, and how they are now under the form of Benfica manager. Um, very exciting. Very exciting team. Yeah, they're just, they move it a lot quicker. Um, it's like they want more of the ball. Um, and as you said, they're dangerous on the counter attack as well. But I think they're always going to be dangerous on the counter attack with man like um, Traore anyway. But yeah, as you said, Trincao uh, looks like a good addition. Um, so yeah, I'm not worried for them. I think they've got a decent run of games coming up. Um, if we can look at it, um, let's look at the next three games for them. Because I think it was it's, it's very winnable matches. Yeah. As I said, they should have more points than what they have now. Their next match is Watford. They go to Watford. Tough game. Tough game, but but definitely they, they can go and win that. They're then um, at, home, at home to Brentford, and then they travel to Southampton. So there's no reason why they can't pick up nine points out of them games. Do I expect them to? Probably not. I think if they can pick up, if they can go unbeaten, Considering that they've been unlucky in the first three games, if they can come out of that with seven points, I, I think they'll they'll be delighted. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, but I just want to say uh, about um, Varane. Mm. I thought he had a brilliant yeah how debut. Was? I thought he was brilliant. I think he's been what we're looking for. I think he's very quick. He's very mobile. I think he uh, defensively aware. 
and he's got that pace and his positioning is very key for us. And now with Varane in there, I think our back line is kind of sorted. Uh, we, we need to, you know, we don't have, we don't, you know, we have the opportunity to kind of, we can kind of have a bit of comfort knowing that him and Maguire, you know, that's a perfect fit now. Um, and, I, and, I, and I thought Wan-Bissaka was fantastic. You know, like obviously the re- recovery tackles and then and defensively positioned. You know, I thought they were really, I thought United were really good in defensively. Was, um, was Traore causing more problems wide or more central? Because against us, it was more wide. But I think Nesta, he targeted he Fred. He went, he came centrally and he, t- and he tore him apart every time he came forward. Mm. Fred had no answer. I don't but think it was just Fred, to be honest. No, like, but it's not that, a one-man this, job. This, this, prop- Triore yeah, is not a one-man job. No, it's not a one-man job. But and I think that's why James started. To be honest, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't did you see James in that game? I, I couldn't see him. I didn't know. No, what... I think that's why he, he he started that game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But um, for for me, for me, obviously going forward for United is is a problem. That midfield is a problem because it seems to me that you know um, Oli trusts a couple of players. Um, Fred in particularly, uh, if he's looking to play Pogba in there. And now, obviously, the return of uh, Ronaldo to United, is, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Oli can go uh, pick a team. Yeah, well, well, let's talk about let's talk about that quickly, because I want to ask you about Greenwood as well afterwards. But um, Ronaldo, where, where do you think he fits in, in into Manchester United now? Uh, what do you expect... How much game time do you think you'll get? I think we know Ronaldo's going to want to play every game, but in in general, like, um, yeah, how, how do you feel it working out with Cavani there and Greenwood, Rashford, Marsh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of options. Yeah, I, I think Ronaldo's going to be starting majority of the games. Um, he won't be, he's not going to be sitting on the bench. I, I don't think Oli, Oli has the, the minerals to send it to, to, to keep on the bench. He's there to, to start every game. I think he's going to be taking that number nine role. You're going to see Cavani and and Martial's uh, game time going to be marginalised because of Ronaldo. But it's going to be interesting to see how Ronaldo, if he plays in that number nine role, to see whether or not it affects the emergence of Greenwood because despite all the signings, I'm impressed with Greenwood the most. The way he's come back since the Obviously, not being in the Euros due to injury, his preseason, and now you know the, his start has been very impressive, very confident. And he's kind of picked up where he's left off from last season, but his mentality he looks a bit more bigger, a bit more worked a, a bit on his physicality and his goal scoring presence in the in the box and creating opportunities. But his finishing is just it's different gravy, man. Oh man, is from the moment I saw him, his finishing is is magnificent. The guy just gets half a yard, either foot. He finds corners. I, I, I think he's magnificent. I, I, you know, I questioned him playing on the right-hand side. Um, no, no, no. I thought, because I don't think he's ready to play as the main striker. I just don't think he's physically ready yet. Um, and, and playing out wide will improve his game. It will kind of show him, you know what I mean? It, it, I think it just adds things to your game. Awareness. Work rate, um, and it would just improve him as a footballer all round. You know, what I mean, instead of just being that guy who's waiting around for chances, you 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 want to pick up pockets and, and stuff out wide because he's he's going to be a he's not a winger, he's an inside forward. You know, what I mean, so um, 
But I think there was periods last season where I kind of, I questioned him, like that because he's young. But I was like, mm, week in, week out, I'm not sure if he's ready for that right-hand side. But at this moment, man, he he's, he's irreplaceable in, in yeah. your starting lineup. Um, he has to be the first name on the on the sheet what, what, every, what, every week. Look, it's only three games in, but I mean, Cavani last season, we said the same thing. There were stages last season where you had to play Cavani because he was just completely different. Um, and Greenwood is going to learn from Ronaldo and, and, and Cavani and stuff. So I just think, I think the guy can be whatever he wants to be. If he keeps himself level-headed, and he seems like a, a, a quiet, I don't know what he's like off the pitch. Obviously, we know when he went away with England. But he's a young man. You want you want girl, you know what I mean? He's a young yeah, guy. I mean, I mean, 100%, so I, but... Forgive me for think, that, you know. I mean, he's a young man, first time really going abroad with the England team. He got a bit gassed, and it can happen. You know what I mean? Um, the, the one thing I will say, sorry to, the one thing yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. is that um, what I agree with what Oli did and talking to Southgate was kind of not including him in the in this England uh, the England setup for this these next three games coming up in the international break. Uh, kind of him staying staying with the Man United team, kind of build on what he's done, and just keep on developing. There's no rush for him to be in the England team just yet. Keep banging in the goals for Man United. Keep developing organically. There's no rush at the moment for him to be well, in that, there. That's what, well, they, finally, for once, you're going to agree with Oli then because that's what Oli and um, Southgate have come to a decision that they spoke about, and that's what he was saying in his post-match interview that we spoke about Greenwood and we feel, I feel, and Gareth agrees that it's right for him to stay and concentrate on Manchester United and, and being the best player he can for Manchester United. And then he's automatically going to be ready for England. You know what I mean? So I think they're doing good stuff with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's about that consistency. And I think him just playing for Man United, consistently being in and around the goals, it's just going to help him. Yeah. Um, let's go through the rest of the fixtures now. Um so Saturday started with we haven't got one of the Gooners here. Yeah. Um, but that's three defeats in a row now. No goals. Nine goals conceded because they took a spanking by Manchester City 5 0. Um, I think Arsenal actually kind of looked like they were up for it for the first five minutes. I mean, it's only five minutes, but from a wayside, they, they looked like they were full of energy and, and, and look at it. We're going to try and bring the game to Manchester City. <laughs> but then as soon as Manchester City <laughs> anywhere there, they go. And the goal started to rain in and it just, yeah, just yeah, reverted back to Arsenal. Being Arsenal. 1-0 with the first attack. Gundogan header. Kind of embarrassing, to be honest. All round, it was just shocking. The second was Ferran Torres after 12 minutes. That was the one where um, my man got punched in the face. And it, what's his name? Chambers. Yeah. Um, so they want they feel aggrieved by that, which I can see the uh, kind of argument to be honest. Uh, but as a defender, I always say, don't try not to go down them straight. But look, he's been punched in the face, so I mean, I feel a bit sorry for him from then. And then, where you said the red card changed the game in the Liverpool game, the red card didn't change the game in this game, <laughs> it just made it worse. Added, added, added yeah, to added, Arsenal's misery, 
Yeah, um, Jaco got sent off for a two-footed challenge on 35 minutes. Um, did you think it was a red card? Yeah. I wasn't sure, I, you know. I couldn't be I, honest, man. When I first saw it, listen, it was dumb. I don't know why he even did it. He didn't even need to do it. He didn't even need to lunge in. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't like he took a bad touch and just kind of got excited. It wasn't even one of them. He just, I don't know, he just went in. It was didn't really senseless, the man, man. But I don't know, man. Just stupidity. If you do, it, from... if you do stupidity like that, yeah, you're going to get punished. And, and he got punished. He just didn't uh, want to be out there. He's seen enough. He's seen, he's seen enough of the demolition. He wanted to call it early. He just, up, just you don't do things like that, man. I mean, I don't know. I think it, apparently it's his 11th red card. I mean, you just can't, you can't be doing things like that, man. Well, look, man. I, I, Especially I, the captain of Arsenal as well. I, I've said this, yeah. Well, he wasn't captain. On the day, Aubameyang was captain, isn't it? Is he captain? I thought he's, I thought he's yeah, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Aubameyang is captain. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, this is, this is, look, it's not my problem. I don't give a shit. I hope Arsenal get relegated. But, the problem with the transfer policy, like you're buying all under 23 year olds, your experienced players are shit. Your experienced players are rubbish, and you need experienced players. You need some leaders. Your leaders are Mamiang, who looks like he wants to top himself half time. Yeah. Xhaka, who wants to fight everyone, and including his own fans. I don't blame him, really. I'd, I want to fight them as well, but like, He's just, ah, man, he's just unstable. Let's just be honest. He's unstable. It's just too much, it's just too much dead wood in that Arsenal. Lacazette, Lacazette, yeah, Lacazette, I'm going to say 70% of the fan base don't want him there. Um, and don't think he's good enough. Who's your experience? Bellerin. Oh, he's... They hate him. They hate Bellerin. They hate Bellerin more than anything. Let so, him plant his trees. Yeah, that, that's their experienced players and they're shit. So what do they do? Just add youngsters to it. And I, I don't know, man. Look, well, let's not talk about it forever. Let's just go for the goals. Um, Gabriel Jesus made it free just before half time. I mean, Jack Grealish just walked into the box. Chambers just looked like, you don't know what the fuck was going on. Um, he made it free. Then Rodri... Got the best goal of the game. Brilliant mm. pass, basically, from the edge of the area into the bottom corner. Um, and then Fern Torres added a fifth um, with a header, wasn't it? From yeah. Murray. I think it was, yeah, a header. Um, yeah, so that was the early kickoff. And then the three o'clock kickoffs, um, Aston Villa won, Brentford won. Ivan Tony's first Premier League goal. Nice finish. Didn't take long for Villa to equalise through their new signing, Bundia. Nice finish as well. Um, again, Brentford keeping it up, man, staying strong. Um, another point added to them. Then at the Amex Stadium, Brighton Hove, Hove Albion, nil Everton 2, Everton under. Rafa starting to starting to pull some wins together again. Yeah, the Everton fans can't complain now. Can't Rafa's complain. I said can't complain. Anyway. Um, Damari Gray got another goal. Um, and Calvin Lewin 
when he finally got the ball off Richarlison, he was like, oh, yeah, kill it. Um, tucked the pen, smoked it home. Um, another goal for him. That's free and free, isn't it, for him? Yeah. Um, then at St. James's Park, Newcastle 2, Southampton 2. Um, Southampton, where they'll feel how the hell they didn't win this day, were in full control of this game. Um, I think they had a scare just before our time. And then 10 minutes after this, the break, Callum Wilson put Newcastle in front, shockingly. Um, Southampton did equalise through Mohamed Alunusi. 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 Well done, Dave. You know what I mean? Um, and then St. Maximum thought he won it in injury time. 91st minute, and then Southampton got, a, in my eyes, a, a fair penalty where Armstrong was one-on-one with the goalkeeper. I think he was going to miss anyway, but as he went to strike the ball, um, Lascelles lunged in and, and clipped his, flipped his foot, just made enough contact, um, and James Ward-Prowse tucked the penalty to make it 2-2. Um, Norwich still looking for their first point. They were at home to Leicester. They lost 2-1. James Vardy, Jamie Vardy, James Vardy. Jamie Vardy made it 1-0. Um, but Pookie equalised before the break from penalty. And then Mark O'Brien made it 2-1. And still Great goal. Points. Um, Norwich. Worried for yeah, them. They look, they look like the they whipping boys to me. They look like the whipping boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They got well, Arsenal next, so yeah, you never know. The they might break the ducks. It's the whipping boys versus the whipping boys. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll Both of them are getting relegated this season. Yeah, let's hope. Um, and then at the London Stadium, West Ham, who looked, looked impressive so far this season, they were at home to Crystal Palace. They drew 2 2. Um, Bornals and Antonio for West Ham and Conor Gallagher got a brace, a very impressive brace for Crystal Palace. Very good player. Um, and that's Patrick Vieira's first point in the Premier League. Um, yeah, good result they, for Crystal Palace. There was one more um, game on the Sunday apart from the Tottenham and the Man United match. It was um, Burnley 1, Leeds 1. Um Chris Wood scored against his former club and Bamford scored against his former club with like five minutes to go. So they shared the points. Um, is that Burnley's first point of the season? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this isn't a long one because we're going to try and do a midweek headlines episode. Um, yeah. But before Only we Only place go, now is to look at the table. Ah, Beautiful. Um, we'll Don't get start, too used where to it. Start, where should we start with the top or the bottom? Nah, let's let's build it up. Let's go. Let's go from the bottom to the, the top, man. Okay, rock give, the, give the fans what they really want, isn't it? Rock bottom, Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal with no points, no goals, nine conceded, and they're shit. Um, level. I believe the only they've the only the one chance that they've created over the three games was Pablo Mari's cross into Chambers against Chelsea. I think holding. Sorry. That's the only chance they've created. In well, over Pepe three games. chance as well against Brentford. The goalkeeper made a good save. Um, yeah, so the bottom three at the moment, all of them on zero points as Arsenal. 
19th is Norwich and 18th is Wolves. Um, making up the rest of the top 10 um, from 17th, Newcastle, Burnley, Leeds, Crystal Palace and Southampton who are all looking for their first win of the season. And then 11th, Aston Villa. Um, and then 10th, newly promoted Brentford who are unbeaten so far. And the top 10, yes, yeah, I said Brentford 10th, Leicester 9th, Brighton 8th, Champions Man City 7th, Everton 6th, Liverpool 5th, Chelsea 4th, Manchester United 3rd, West Ham 2nd. A lot of you on 7 points from Everton up yep. to West Ham. And then at the top of the tree, the mighty Spurs. Very early for us, so let's not get guessed. But, um, Realistically... Obviously, I know it's early days. Oh, where, where do you think Tottenham are going to finish, realistically? In my prediction, I said fifth. Um, I think the signing of Cristiano Ronaldo cements Manchester United in the top four place. I thought Man United was a side that we could, we could. If anyone was going to drop out, I, I thought it would be Man United. But I think the Ronaldo signing, where people say, "What does he do for them? Does it make them title challenge?" No, not in my opinion. In my opinion. It seals top four for Manchester United. I think it would be very, very, very hard to get in top four now. Um, as we speak, I think there's just a couple of hours left of the transfer window. We're not going to talk about any of the deals, but um, yeah, I don't think we've done enough in the last day or two of the window to feel any concerns. And I, I have concerns about midfield creativity-wise. Um, I, I would have liked another centre-back as well, but Look, it is what it is. You're never going to get the perfect window. But, um, yeah, as I said, fifth fifth would be, um, look, I think realistic. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and look, at the end of the day, like with Nuno, you know, he's obviously coming. It's kind of a rebuild, obviously. You know, this is a, pro- a rebuild. I know you've signed some young, exciting players. Nuno's, a, you know, a young manager. So he, he's going through, uh, you know, it's a new new club. Tottenham will go for a new change. So I think it's the right fit for you guys at the moment. So, you know, it's only time will tell to see yeah. where how Tottenham could potentially finish and how they progress. Well, let's, let's see some of the new managers, how you feel they've done. Um, Wolves in 18th. How do you think? Um, his name's Lag. Lag, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel he's done with Wolves? I think we both have been impressed with Wolves, I, even though they've got no points. And they haven't scored a goal. But yeah, he's just, he's just unfortunate at the moment because they're, they're creating opportunities. I mean, it's not like they're, they're playing badly yeah, I don't and think losing they badly. They really do, do you know what I mean? Apart it's from just the, the back in there. Yeah, that's all they need to do. And I think that will come. They're, they're going to move up the table, couple of wins, build the confidence, and they'll, they'll, they'll be decent this season. Patrick Vieira at Palace. Obviously, he's uh, in national break now, so let's just review the first three games for, for the new... Managers, um, what do you feel with him? I haven't really watched them yet. Um, obviously they got us next in the league, so I'm definitely going to watch, and that that will be my first proper look at them. But as I said, I was impressed with some of the signs that they made. Um, it's going to take time, and we'll see. We'll see where we're in the next. Obviously, I think you look at the table after about eight, ten games, and that's where you really get to see what's really going. And you know what I mean? So. Yeah, I, I don't really know what to say about him. 
Um, yeah. Talk about Norwich. Um, Watford, Cisco. Yeah, I think to them, different start for them. Obviously, started positively against Aston Villa. Yeah, and then two losses. Two oh, losses. Yeah. So, again, it's going to be there or thereabouts. I'll be, you know... Really look, they're not... They are where they... You know, I think there's a fair reflection of where they are on the table. So, I no, think they... Only, it's only take early, that. isn't it? It's only early. Yeah. We don't expect Watford to be in 12 towards it. And let's just be honest. We expect yeah. to be down fucking 17, 18, 19, or somewhere like that. You know what I mean? So, but as I said, I... I, I I like the organisation and I like the plan that they want to do. Obviously, you fear for them if someone something happens to someone like Saw, you know what I mean? But let's not yeah. and jinx them. Um, Brentford, as a attempt. Um, obviously, we all watched the first game of the season, so we all got a good look at them there. But since then, as I said, they haven't lost a game. Um, two, two, good, two good away results. I mean, to go to... Um, go, go to Aston Villa, and I think their second, the, the second game was against um, Palace. Palace, yeah. So yeah, two good away results, Matt. I think it's really good. They played, yeah, they played I mean, well. That's what they've got to try and do: make their home a fortress. That's that's one of the ingredients to staying up, getting as much points as you can at home, and and um, also, um, as I said trying to find a, that goal scorer and Tony's off the mark now. So hopefully for them, um, as we said, Rafa, I think we've all said it will start to turn. I think it's still early, as we say. But he's, um, he's done, he's, he, you know, to, to go to Everton. Can't ask for any more, really. Can't ask for any more. I mean, to go in there to kind of get, he's got his team playing. He's like, he's, he's got the players that he wanted and he's, he's gone back to basics really. He's, you know, Rafa, that's what Rafa's good at, you know, getting the players in and playing to their strengths. Um, and they've got players like Gray yeah. and Townsend in and yeah. they're benefiting from that. And Calvert-Lewin's banging in the goals. So, mm. and Decore and Allen are playing really well in that yeah, holding position. So. Decore, yeah, big fan of um, Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at the games, their first game was home to Southampton. You would say they'd want three points in that game. Then they mm. go away to Leeds. A, a draw is an acceptable result. And they drew 2-2. And then they were away to Brighton where they would say, okay, you know, we fancy to go and get a win. And they won that, you know what I mean? So I think seven points after the three games is, is, is a kind of perfect start, I think, for them, um, realistically-wise. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the... That's all of them, man. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think obviously the next, the next one will be the headlines one where we... Look at yeah, the... we'll try and get that one out on Thursday. We'll just talk about news involving... We'll talk about the transfer window. I haven't planned the episode out yet, so these are not 100%. But, yeah, we'll look at um, the MA card coming up. Any news that we want to talk about? Um, obviously, an announcement of cards or whatever, that really stacked one involving um, Usman and Colby. That card looks crazy. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, and recap as much as we can of, of Paul and Woodley, even though I'm, I've, I've seen the highlights. Um, yeah. That'll probably will be what come up and I'll see what other news in Boxing there is to talk about. Um, so yeah, that's the episode, man. I'm safe for that, David, man. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, more later in the week, we'll try back up and, and get the other episode out there. Yeah, no worries, man. All right, safe, man. Peace.